0: Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show.
1: And greetings. Happy Monday. Welcome to an auspicious day here in the history of The Steve Day Show. I am Steve Dace. He is Todd Erzin. He is Aaron McIntyre. And, gentlemen, of course, the audience can feel it. This is a big, momentous day in the history of this show I think it's pretty obvious obviously that something is different something is new something is exciting so let's just go ahead and put it out there folks Pumpkin Pie bill Bars are now available right now yes I have a four box order it's already in the mail Pumpkin pie built bars are now available and on the market. If you want to try them, you can get 15% off right now over at built.com. B-U-I-L-T for built bar. Get your pumpkin pie built bar, a marriage literally made in heaven between the greatest protein bar of all time and the greatest flavor of all time pumpkin spice get your pumpkin pie built bars today built.com b-u-i-l-t for built bar 15 off when you use the promo code dace at built.com oh wait did you think i was perhaps referring to something else here's aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away
0: What Happened While We Were Away, brought to you by Transformation. Back in 2017, the Steve Day Show went from radio to the TV screen. It was, at best, a work in progress. The engineers who helped us get over the hump, Mike and Yuri, were invaluable. Then came late 2018. Not much about the set had changed, but the studio went through some major upgrades thanks to an engineer named Alex. Now it's late 2022, and an engineering and design Jedi Master has arisen. His name is Rob, and Rob has a whole council of Jedi, Chance, Sean, Tim, and a random union guy called Steve. And together, they assembled this. This is the new studio for the Steve Day Show, and this is how it happened. On Wednesday of last week, Rob and I bombed the old studio and ran new wires through the ceiling while Chance drove a Penske full of gear and Sean flew up from Dallas. On Thursday, movers unloaded the Penske while Chance and Sean built the new set. Our hired union guy, Steve, did a tremendous job at making sure the background details were as smooth as possible. Rob and I focused on getting my new battle station set up and wired. In all, there was approximately one ton of equipment and furniture and gear and wires displaced or set up. On Friday, Rob and I continued the laborious task of wiring, troubleshooting, and running cables, and double-checking every connection cord and computer program. Chance and Sean had the unenviable task of mounting, rigging, and checking over 30 lights. On Saturday, Chance and Sean continued working on lighting while Rob and myself again worked on routing audio and video. All of us started working on decorating the set and aiming lights and cameras. And on Sunday, the finishing touches were performed on all aspects of the studio. Lights were added to provide texture and accents. I double-checked all of the software and computers which run the show and checked that they actually could run the way that they were designed to. And final set pieces were added before finally Steve and Todd and Anna came in for a rehearsal which went exceptionally smooth. Exceptionally smooth. Six months of planning, weeks on end of labor in Dallas just to prep and stage every facet of what you see. Two miles of cable runs, thousands of connections, 30 lights and it all went like the carefully orchestrated play that it was thanks to the diligent, brilliant planning of the engineering design teams at Blaze TV. A huge thank you to Rob, Chance, Sean, Tim, Alexander for the chic new graphics package, and our management, Gaston and Tyler. And the biggest thank you of all to you for watching and listening to the Steve Day show and helping it grow. And that's what happened while we were away.
1: Hey, I contributed something. I I contributed the newspaper headlines. I wrote those in an email in about 10 minutes and sent them to the Blaze and that's that's what I did here. What the hell did you do, Wersin? I rode the coattails. That's exactly Hard. right. Yeah, I was going to say, what the hell did you do? Hard. Indeed, yeah. So this is quite an upgrade. Those of you that are watching can tell. Um, the amount of work that was done to make this happen, I mean, it's just incredible. And uh, just every one of those names that Aaron mentioned, And more. And more. Um, The irony is, next week, my my movie production has to go to Washington, D.C. for a National Labor Relations Board hearing in a complaint filed against us last December in a right-to-work state. You guys recall this, right? Where They tried to shut down the filming of Nefarious. Yes. Apparently, you're in a right-to-work state. We have to agree to let you unionize on our movie set. I thought that violated the very protocol paradigm premise of right-to-work. But nevertheless, the very union that next week in Washington, D.C., my movie production team has to go uh, before National Labor Relations Board and fight is the very union represented by... A guy named, and I kid you not, Steve, <laughs> who came in here and helped out over the weekend. Did a fantastic job, And too. did a fantastic <laughs> job, by all accounts, according to Aaron. You can't make this stuff up, right? Everything absolutely comes full circle. So, Aaron, let's give everybody the, the 360 here with the various camera angles and stuff that we yeah. have. Ah,
0: uh, boy, where do you begin with this? It's just, uh, it was quite an undertaking to say the least. And uh, just the, the planning, I think, exceptionally smooth. I said that twice in the montage because you, you couldn't do this in five days. That's what we had, five days to tear down and set up what you see now without just impeccable planning and precision and orchestrated to a T. so uh yeah like you said we'll, we'll uh, kind of go to the wide shot there you can see the shelves with all sorts of goodies uh and uh, trinkets on them and that,
1: that's not done yet by yep. the way there's some things still to come and we will we have a we will you will be surprised one day here in the not too distant future by a major edition, which will be the movie poster for Nefarious, right? So the decorative stuff is not quite done yet and there's one glaring omission, but continue on, yes.
0: Yeah, and uh, like you said, the newspaper wall that you can kind of see uh, in, in various shots that we have here. Uh, the TV is replaced. I know a, a number of you are shouting hallelujah, the TV behind Steve. Because the things that, that one,
1: people get upset about I know, never ceases to I amaze know. me.
0: Uh, and uh, then we just uh, put that uh, Denard Robinson jersey up on the wall. We'll have something different in there every couple of months with your austere jersey collection, Steve. My personal favorite. Just really small detail because I'm a sucker for LED lights. Which most most of these, well, all of these lights mm-hmm. are LED lights. It's the little LED light strips in the desk there, mm-hmm. in front of you. That's mm-hmm. a really nice touch. But mm-hmm. that's my favorite uh, favorite detail.
1: We also have a, a brand new addition here. To the right of me um, is I just got my author copies of uh, my next book, my first attempt at a children's book, Why Thanksgiving, the Pilgrims. Uh, created or it, it created Thanksgiving for the same reason that they came to America because they love God. That is released nationwide later this month. There it is. Hardest thing I've ever had to write. And it's like 25 pages with a paragraph on a page. I mean, I went through multiple edits of this, trying to write for four-year-olds. Hardest thing I have ever written. Took, took me about as long to write this as a, most of my novels, straight up. Okay, um, before we even got to the illustrations, and they look great. So if you want to pre order your copy today, they are available over at Amazon.com. Why Thanksgiving? The Pilgrims created Thanksgiving for the same reason that they came to America, because they love God. It is available to you right now. If you like the look of the book, and you know what we're going to do later this month, by the way, for a Theology Thursday, is I have the entire book in digital form. And we're going to do a digital read of this book for Theology Thursday later this uh, later this month, around the time that the book comes out just in time for Thanksgiving. So if it is successful, it's a pilot. Um, It is something uh, my publisher wants to do a series on America's Christian heritage. So this is the pilot. We'll see how successful it is. And if it's if it's successful enough, then we'll discuss what the next one will be. So, Todd, you have been rather quiet. What are your thoughts so far here on the new digs?
2: I think you're bearing the lead again. Uh, pumpkin pie built bar? Really?
1: Yes. Yeah. Wow. Available now. I, F- I have four boxes on the way as we speak. This yes.
2: falls under the heading of cake for me, the birthday cake. Like, th- see, you know what I think about the whole pumpkin thing, but this is the king of pumpkin desserts. Yes.
1: You, it's the granddaddy of them all. Th- Correct.
2: Bill really stepped into pumpkin pie. God bless you. That's heroic. Uh, my thoughts about this were, you know, what I said. We're kind of the beer and peanuts crowd. Is this gonna be what we're walking into? A, a, a little too much. This this absolutely nails it. This is. I've been in Steve's man cave, and I think this lives up to. W- where steve goes to mm-hmm. be in his happy place my fortress of solitude yeah. is
1: as you broadcast from a man of steel poster over your yeah. shoulder
2: yes it's yeah. really good and having been to dallas and seen their sets uh this
0: they're really it, good at this this
2: does not pull any punches it's not like we got you know dallas mm-hmm. part two mm-hmm. or plan b now this is exactly the level of quality that they bring to the table down there it's
1: it's incredible um before we get to talking some news since aaron kind of took you down a stroll of memory lane i was first approached about doing a show i got used to the fact my camera is down here between the two screens so remind me of that um because the audience is probably like what are you looking at up there not you now i am okay so forgive me um when i was first approached about moving our show from salem radio where we were syndicated across the country on about 80 radio stations including a lot of top 10 markets 9 p.m to midnight um when i was first approached about moving the show from salem to here well it was crtv back then this is before we did the merger right And so we had these two entities, two networks that had their own solar systems. You had the blaze where Glenn Beck was the sun and everybody orbited around him. And you had CRTV where Mark Levin was the sun and we all orbited around him, right? And it was a guy by the name of Chris Crane who asked me if I wanted to make the switch. And he had been involved in uh, helping uh, develop Dan Patrick's show at the time for DirecTV. And uh, Chris said, hey, you know, what's your idea? What would you ultimately like your show to look like? And I said, well, really, I, I kind of love the gig that Dan Patrick has. Just roll out, a, hand my have my buddies come work for me, hand them my Rolodex. Here, book the show, come into a studio that kind of looks like, you know, what my own man cave looks like. It kind of has that M.O., it took a while to get here, right? And it's the the team uh, that uh, you know ultimately uh, Tyler and Gaston and the team here that uh, with the merger of Blaze TV and um, and Crtv that ultimately made it happen. But that vision is is essentially where we are at today. Now, here's I here's what's funny is my contract is up at the end of this year, and we have not finalized a new deal. So. I'm just gonna assume, given the level of investment that was made in this studio, <laughs> it'd be funny if at the end, psych! Um, I'm gonna assume that the given the level of investment we have made in this studio, this is a hell of an engagement ring. I yeah. guess is what we're trying to say here. Indeed, it that is that they have that they have purchased for us. Right? There's a there's a certain level of seriousness and commitment to the show um, that uh, that Blaze TV has demonstrated with the investment put in to this magnitude of a of a, of a platform okay. and we are eternally grateful but most of all as grateful as we are for them the reality is as aaron said at the end of that montage todd without all of you yes none of this would be happening i mean they care about what we have to say because a lot of you and in growing numbers of you care about what we have to say and so this is an investment that has um that you get every bit the credit for, uh, than, than, than as we do as well,
2: yeah. And certainly, um, since 2020, what well, we've all been through together, mm-hmm. and going all the way back, quite frankly, to 20. 16 as well uh the the, the sh- you just lamented a couple weeks ago about i don't know if i can do it again going against my own listeners uh, mm-hmm. kind of thing with with trump and all that uh, w- uh, we've all bonded together in a new and unique way multiple times since 2016 and it's a sign of what we're going to have to continue to do. I mean maybe th- this this entire set will forever be a symbol of that if you hold fast a, a fellowship if you hold fast to it. Mm-hmm. Good things happen. You don't know how, you don't know when, but you simply have to have faith. And together, we've all had to have
1: a lot of faith. Amen. That's very well said. All right. So let's get into some news. Before we do, one of the things I got to do over the weekend is, uh, well, the long week as they were prepping the studio here, is I got to get introduced to some new partners that are coming on board with the show. And and one of them I want to tell you about now, it is, it's really not... A, it's a ministry more than anything else. And it's called pre-born and it stems out of the sad truth of a Ro, post Roe V Wade America that one out of every five Americans, when you look at the amount of children we killed before they were born, it comes out to one out of every five Americans never got a chance to live outside of the womb. I mean, that's, that's a, that's, it's a mind numbing number. And that's where the ministry of Preborn comes in. They're partnering with us to help rescue 50,000 babies from the baby killers here this year. They're working to put Planned Parenthood out of business. They provide free ultrasounds to expecting mothers because 80% of the time, if mom can hear the heartbeat, see that that is a life she is carrying, that will convince her to keep her baby. And when she chooses life, though, this is where they go next level. When she chooses life, preborn steps in with more. They provide maternity, baby clothes, diapers, car seats, counseling. We're talking full aftercare. And in, now that we are officially in a post Roe v Wade America, and we're doing hand to hand combat now against the darkness to save these children and their moms. This a, this aftercare, right? This this is the challenge, the baby killer. So you don't care about those mom, those mom, you won't do anything for them. That's why they wanted to kill their kids. Preborn steps into that breach. And doesn't, doesn't just go for the save. They go for the save, if you know what I'm talking about here. That's their level of commitment. They've counseled almost a half a million women considering abortion nationwide. They've helped save almost 200,000 babies in that process. If you want to help rescue the lives of not just the babies, but also their mothers. Donate right now, dial pound 250, that's pound 250, say the keyword baby, that's pound 250, say the keyword baby, or you can go to preborn.com slash steve. Again, that is preborn.com slash steve. All right, let's look at some things that caught my eye while we were gone uh since last tuesday Uh, they were renovating the studio i traveled down to speak to the convention of states national convention what did you all do at the urzin household just walk the earth, cross that, country, no, you just, you soccer, just, the Just walk the earth? Yeah. Like Samuel Jackson, just walking the earth? Yeah. Nice. Let's look at some headlines of some things that caught my eye, what I had to say about them and get some a you guys' reaction. Because a lot did happen the five days we were gone. I want to start in the free state, or the, I guess at this point, the free republic of Florida. Because really, Florida is at this point now the, the capital state of of the of of the of the american remnant that is left. And it's really because of the governor that they have. I mean, he's at this point he is that he is the de facto president right now. Anyway, of the remnant of american states that are left. And I found it interesting that when Biden was down there to survey the hurricane damage last week, he did a photo op with DeSantis where they let him share the lectern. With the seal of the office of the president of the United States there, right? I mean, hopefully that's some foreshadowing. But this is some data reported by Dr. Joseph Latipo, who was just on our show uh, back in September. He is the Surgeon General for the state of Florida. What he found, quote, Florida conducted an analysis through a self-controlled case series, meaning people within the state that's uh, that their own people that they followed they injected they followed them that's what self-contained case series means or self-controlled case study means case study means florida found there was an 84% increase in the relative incidence of cardiac related deaths among males 18 to 39 within 28 days following mrna vaccination An 84% increase in the relative incidence of cardiac-related deaths among 18 to 39-year-olds within 28 days following mRNA vaccination. Gentlemen, your thoughts on that?
2: So naturally, all the health experts in the country got together
1: based on this new data and had a serious discussion, right? That's what happened, isn't it, Steve? It's not what happened. Twitter tried to censor this. Oh, that's right. Um, Several Spirit of the Age... Quote, unquote, experts tried to dunk on it. Now, Dr. Latipo is back this morning uh, with a thread confronting all of the critics and dunking on them, uh, uh, trying to ignore this data. And and guys. Ask yourselves why every state in the union. Has not done a similar study of its own cases within its state. And maybe on second thought, don't ask yourself that. Because all the answers, and I mean every last one of them, as to why they have not, they're all bad. The number
2: of stories we keep seeing, and it's not just males, the ones that recently in the news cycle, young women, 30-year-old MMA fighter, I think it was, a mother of three, uh, the, the, the 17-year-old daughter of a Democrat congressman from Illinois, Now we don't know all the details of all of these, but they keep happening, and no one will tell us all the details. So we're left to ask some very uncomfortable questions. Mm -hmm. And I don't, unless you start providing us more information, and you never do, we're just going to keep asking those questions. In fact,
1: I'm I'm just going to go ahead, and until you tell me differently, I am going to assume at the rate you have lied to me the last thirty months, Aaron, I am just going to assume every one of these sudden adult death syndrome. Uh, casualties is a result of the jab. You prove to me it is not. That's my new assumption.
0: I think, honestly, that is the honest thing to do, actually, because they deserve absolutely no benefit of the doubt. Ascribing, as you just did, every single instance of SADS to the jab is actually probably the intellectually honest thing to do because the people telling you there's no way they could be connected are the same ones who have lied about literally everything Correct. else. So Correct. it may not be the case, but at least you're closer to the truth than you would be if you just, you know, took them at their word.
1: If that were not demonic enough, and again, man, I mean, I want to see heads swinging from trees. A- after after a fair trial, of course. of course. After a transparent fair trial and... Yeah, we, we will We will grant you the, the transparent, fair trial that you didn't grant us before you lethally, lethally injected us. We will grant said trial to you before we lethally inject you, or my preference. Put a noose around your neck, and then I'm the one that gets to kick the chair out from underneath you. With glee, no hesitation, no nightmares. In fact, I'm only fantasizing about this. But if we could find something even more demonic than that, or at least on a similar level. How's this? I know you can. In 2021, Reuters reports, this is a direct quote. In 2021, Reuters reports about 42,000 children and teens across the United States were diagnosed with gender dysphoria, a 70% increase from 2020. Born that way, Steve. 70%. It's just demonic as hell. I mean, and by the way, secrets, uh, The, the uh, they're now saying when you register for the draft, the Biden administration is saying, whether you got, you know, uh, you went to the island of Dr. Moreau and got mutilated or not. If you were born a biological male, you still have to register for the draft. Yeah. Whether you got, the, whether you got Mengele here or not. We can't. That's just further confirmation. This is all island of dr moreau levels of macabre it is not reality and and this is something else by the way that the people involved in ought to be put on trial for their lives for their freaking lives for doing this to people
2: and just to prove once again how this is a cult that plans on fighting back and not accepting what steve uh just had to say if you john stewart went full on uh hail hydra Mm -hmm. The, this
1: weekend. Now, okay. this is the same John Stewart that two years ago did a brilliant yes. movie, which I loved, panning his fellow left for losing their souls, basically, and therefore losing middle America. Yes. He now has decided to give himself over to the most soulless thing I've ever seen the American left do yet. In the end, the word of God has proven true every single time. The dog always returns to its own vomit every time. Now, who was the, the woman? The,
2: was it an attorney general that was on his show? Yeah, from Arkansas, from, I believe. Uh, yeah, if she, she put herself in the position that people on Matt Walsh's uh, movie "What Is a Woman" put themselves in, just totally unprepared so so john stewart's shtick is he gets really comfortable in his chair and just kind of faux rubs his bra uh, and like and, and then mocks her to her and and she's acting as if this is a straight legitimate interview with and not Conkite. a straight fight do not yeah. go into
1: that setting unless you are prepared right to knock john stewart out it's not an interview man it's an octagon I, i'm just don't, don't 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 bring a spork to the okay corral let alone a knife to the gunfight and he doesn't have the game
2: for this. No, he, he doesn't. He, he was good at what he did back then. But to allow him and set himself up as some sort of paragon of intelligent inquiry into an issue, it's preposterous. He simply plans on trying to cult you to death.
1: Never let him. Otherwise, get out of the way. Speaking of cults, fake badass Howard Stern. Found out over the weekend yeah. that that was the first time he had left his compound in New York in over two years because of his irrational fear of an airborne contagion that because it was now aerosolized, he could never completely guarantee he wouldn't come into contact with to begin with. Haven't you had a lot to say mocking New York tough the last couple of years? Yes, Yeah, New York has a brand I heard recently. (laughs) Yes, it does. Yeah, that's what it is. That's its brand. As they once said in the prophetic film Revenge of the Nerds. I smell, you know the rest. Continuing on. I was at a luncheon on Friday. And I'm sitting next to, this was in Orlando at the Convention of States National Conference. And I'm, I'm, I'll am i tell you guys during the break who it was, but it's a very big name in conservative media. And we're sitting next to each other having a conversation. I know they don't work here. Um... And we get to, he asked me for the latest data and stuff on the election and what I think and, you know. And then he he brings up the Mar-a-Lago raid and the jab and everything else and the FBI whistleblower and all that stuff. And he's like, are these Republicans that we're electing, are they going to do anything about any of this? And I just looked at him quietly, not sure how to instantly respond. And then he just looked at me quietly and we just kind of each... Kind of quietly nodded at each other and uncomfortably just moved on. But hey, it's okay. Maybe maybe in the future, our prison camps can be called Red Wave. Could we at least get that? Could I at least get my prison camp called Red Wave? Is that too much to ask?
2: Well, apparently, if you're arresting pro-lifers at gunpoint uh, right now, see, this uh, January 6th was an insurrection, but it was an insurrection by the government, against constitutional liberty. And they're going to keep playing that song back until we have a better answer to the Correct. question that you just asked and Correct. the gentleman you
1: talked with. Correct. And this is this is the one true fear that I have. And this is what I talked about at the Convention of States event in Orlando on Friday. There's a lot of energy and, and, and a lot of people that aren't like, you know... Uh, native Republicans that are just used to voting for traffic cones to slow down the rate of impact of the, of SMOD. I mean, there's, there's a lot of Hispanic families about your age, you and I's age, Todd, Aaron's age, they're going to vote Republican for the first time here a month from tomorrow. And they're good. They're doing it. Hopefully like they're, they're, they're doing it with the anticipation that they actually, these people believe their rhetoric and will do something about what caused them to, uh, to, to leave the democratic party. They haven't been broken down decade after decade. Let's say Ava's and Team GOP and watch Fox tonight and self-pleasure myself to Hannity. They're, they're not. They haven't done been doing that. Right. Like they honestly think they're going to save America here. Wait, where's that energy going to go when they find out six months after the election they didn't save a damn thing? Instead of one, unless one banana. They, unless, unless they're voting for Kerry Lake or right. Ron DeSantis or somebody like that, so right? Instead of one banana in the tailpipe, they get two. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna say, I guess I'll just, you know, watch uh, Brian uh, kill me tonight and do this for another 50 years. I don't think that's going to happen. And that's what I'm afraid of. All right, back here on the Steve Day Show. It is a new day with a new set as we begin a new era here on blaze tv radio and podcast uh our buddy bob vanderplass will join us here right after i tell you about our friends over at bullion max as we continue to let's go brandon the economy debase our currency devalue your prosperity in the second quarter americans lost six trillion dollars of net household income that is dust bowl 1932 kind of stuff I mean, the only reason you just don't feel it like they did back then is the amount of wealth that we have baked into the country compared to back then. What happens if it's another six trillion, though, here in the third quarter? The fourth quarter. There's a reason why the smart people have been using hard assets like gold and silver to protect their prosperity for eons now against government debasement schemes throughout the century before there was a great reset there were lots of other would-be World Economic Forum tyrants out there, and gold and silver stood the test of time. Right now, you can get involved if you've never gone down this road before. Our friends over at Bullion Max, they want to offer you their silver starter kit as inexpensively as possible. They'll offer it to you right now at employee pricing. They can't make it any more inexpensive than that. They'll offer it to you at employee pricing right now. That includes the American Eagle, silver coin, and much more. When you go to bullionmax.com slash Steve, this deal is so good, though. They are making it, limiting it to one per household. Employee pricing right now. Booleanmax.com slash Steve. Well, he gets to be the very first guest we've ever had here in the new set on the uh, the, the rebooted show. Our good
3: friend Bob Vanderplotz here with us on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Good to see you, brother. How are you? I'm doing really, really well. I wouldn't miss this, Steve, to be the first guest on your newly constructed set. It looks wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. It is a, it's, it's a, it's a tad of an upgrade, is it not? Well, it should tell your audience kind of the trajectory of your show too, meaning that they would be willing to make this kind of investment in your show. Indeed, the show has sucked so much that like we really need to make... (laughs) what what, can we do to make it better? Yes,
1: because the the sound that is coming out of his mouth is terrible enough. We at least have to
3: make it aesthetically pleasing by upgrading the visuals, yes. But I I will tell you, and you know this, uh, I travel a lot. And in my travels, I am constantly... I watch you on Steve Dace every Monday, and I have to correct him, it's not every Monday because I'm not there every Monday because of travel. And sometimes people say, would you just talk again? I think you're Bob Ehrenplatz because of the podcast. So Mm -hmm. obviously your show is having an impact across the country, and I've been out West recently, I've been out East recently, both times that has happened. So congratulations, this is good stuff.
1: So while they were hard at work putting this together
3: last week, uh, I went down
1: to Orlando uh, at the request of a mutual friend of ours, Mark Meckler, at the Convention of oh, States. Oh, sure. Love Mark. Uh, to speak at their national uh, gathering. They had their activist teams from all over the country. I mean, I think there was at least 600 activists they had mm. come down for this event. And there was a luncheon after I spoke, and I won't say the name on the air, but I told you guys who it was during the break. This person would certainly qualify as a big name in conservative media. Oh, Without question. Without question. question, Absolutely a big name. And him and I are sitting together and we're talking about what's happened in the 21 months since Joe Biden became president. We're talking about Mortgage payments in America have gone up 189%. The amount of interest in your 30-year fixed mortgage has gone up 89%. They have weaponized fully the FBI against political critics. They've added $5 trillion in national debt in 21 months, $5 trillion. The worst inflation crisis we have had really post urbanization and industrialization industrialization in America with the creation of the middle class, really. When you look at it, don't just look at the rate, but you have to look at applying that rate comprehensively across everything we touch, everything we buy, everything. Uh, we sank the economy into a recession, um, even though I know we don't like definitions these days. The classic definition of a recession is two or more uh, consecutive quarters of uh, in, of uh, regression. We've suffered that now. I mentioned a few minutes ago $6 trillion in net household income was lost in the second quarter uh, from the American people. By his own admission, he's even talking about this at his own fundraisers. We're on the brink of nuclear war uh, because apparently Zelensky needs some more green shirts. I don't I, I mean, at this point, who the hell knows why, what we're doing over there? Okay. Um, and so we got into this conversation and this gentleman asked me Cause, then, Cause he's like, well, give me, I know you study this really close. So give me the data. What do you, what do you think is going to happen a month from now in the election? And I told him that I think we have moved from a red wave. This is going to be a tsunami. Mm. I think every, I think every winnable place, someone with an R after their name could remotely hope to win. They will win a month from tomorrow. And then he asked me this question, Bob, all that other stuff we were just talking about a minute ago where things have declined since Biden took over. Do you think Republicans are going to do anything about any of that? And I just looked at him really quietly and didn't speak. He looked at me very quietly, didn't speak. We just kind of nodded at one another and started eating our lunch. Okay, your thoughts.
3: Well, we've been to this rodeo before. That's, that's the reason for his question. I, I think you're right, Steve. As a matter of fact, again, in all my travels, what, what I'm hearing all the time is that people are not happy with the way things are like the way things were they want to go back to that um they're not interested in saving the world from yeah, mean tweets again yeah, yeah. they they they, they this, want this trade didn't yeah, work out exactly yeah and so i do believe that that red wave that red tsunami is there and the, the key thing now i believe to your listeners and to those of us is push the candidates now push the candidates what are you going to do what promises are you willing to make use donald trump as an example because trump Regardless of what you thought of him, what he said he was going to do, he did. How many candidates have told us before, well, we're gonna move the embassy to Jerusalem he moved the embassy to Jerusalem. Get these candidates on record about what are you gonna do about this uh, this marriage bill that's in the U.S. Senate? What are you gonna do about this life bill that's in the U.S. Senate? What are you gonna do about this, uh, these uh, student loan forgiveness things? What are you gonna do with a debt that's out of control? How are you gonna control inflation and make sure that America's at work and America's a, a, able to afford the living standard in which we're, or we're accustomed to? but push these candidates now and then hold them to account once they get elected. I think that's the beauty of the soccer mobs rising up because the soccer mobs are saying, I'm not buying just the smoke and mirrors anymore. I wanna know what you're authentically gonna do for me. And so I think it's a very real question that he posed to you. What difference will
1: it make? When, when Trump was president, we had energy independence. Now you are lucky if you can afford a full tank of gas, right? We had the Abrahamic Accords. Now we're talking about nuclear war over what? over what really i mean i mean whether the world economic forum corruptocracy gets to use ukraine as its embezzling grounds any further for on behalf of george soros or vladimir putin gets to continue uh, to uh, cast himself as the fake peter the great for the 21st century who gives a fly and flip i mean we could do this on virtually every issue on where things were we had peace we had prosperity and now we have this and hey. and 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 all because well because they stole an election but what gave them the narrative to do it really was um he says mean stuff what what, what, what make the case we deserve to exist as a civilization my feelings got hurt so I choose insolvency. My feelings got hurt, so I choose castrate my sons and chest bind my daughters. My feelings got hurt, so I chose poison me with your jab. What kind of civilization is that?
3: And I agree with you, and I think what it is, when you see a void in leadership, what people are seeing right now, the void of leadership, that's why the nuclear threat's at an all-time high right now. That's why you got Putin invading Ukraine. That's why you got Kim Jong-un testing nuclear missiles again. The whole idea is that when you see a void in leadership, others will step up to try to fulfill that void. And when you see the American economy just you know, unraveling and, and people being like, what is our existence going to be? That's when others are choosing to lead. On the other hand, What I would say is that you can have yes and. I think you can have leadership that is representative of being a minister of God, meaning that I have the highest standards of leadership, and I still can execute. You don't have to be whatever it is to lead. You can lead and have the integrity and the courage, but still with the civility of leading as well. You can have that, but you need to show that you have a spine. And right now, I think what the world is seeing, we don't have a spine, and we're paying the price for it someone stops you on the street and says,
1: why are we still giving a blank check to Ukraine?
3: What would your answer be? I I don't have an answer for that. I I really do not have an answer for the blank check. As a matter of fact, um, In the debate the other night of our own U.S. senator, because we're living here in Iowa. Grassley said we might just do this
1: forever. He was asked. He goes, hey, how much longer? I don't know. Maybe
3: forever. Like it's just ongoing.
1: No, granted, when you're 90 years old, that could be just, you know, 72 hours. You're not buying green bananas. So forever to him might be a relative term, say, to, you know, me and my kids. But still
3: a long time. To use this, though, is that what we did is we used this against Biden with his exit from Afghanistan, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of like, what's the strategy? What's the plan? Well, the whole deal with Ukraine now. Give me a strategy. Give me a plan. What's the end game? What are we going to do? How are you going to stop Putin? Now, I guarantee you, you're not going to change Putin. If you're not going to change Putin, you know, the common sense would be that you got to take him out, right? I mean, somehow, I mean, if, if that's your end goal. But what's the strategy? What's the plan? It's just not an ongoing, you know, we're just going to keep funding this deal for as long as it takes. And I'm not sure well, how now long you've it got.
1: Now you've got Ukraine is now bragging about uh, blowing up russian infrastructure in the crimean lands they had already taken um and so now russia is responding by taking out their entire electrical grid i mean to what end to and, what to what to what
3: end is and, this going on? And again, Can, I think what it is, whether it's Ukraine or any of these other issues that comes back to leadership, and it's got to be leadership that says what they're going to do. That's why you push these candidates. Now, what are you going to do? And then do you follow through on it? That's what Trump had going for him, what he said he did. And right now they don't believe what we say that we will do.
1: So I'm going to say something I
3: shouldn't say publicly,
1: but I've made a career out of it, and look where it got me. So here we are. Okay. Let's baptize the new set. Shall you, 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 you I, got a new set. I I have been beyond verklempt most of this year at Ted Cruz's initial vote to fund this. These guys will tell you. I mean the the amount of kvetching I have done about this privately. I mean I just I I to me this is such so stupid and such an obvious betrayal. I I can't rationalize it intellectually on any level at all. It just reeks of gutlessness. I don't know how else to describe it. It just reeks of, I'm fully fully assimilated now. We offered him a chance to come on, my former boss. We offered him a chance to come on and explain, I got no reply. Over the weekend, out of nowhere, he invites me to show up at an event for an Iowa congresswoman I've never even met who's made no attempt to ever get to know me or reach out to me on any level whatsoever and doesn't represent me anyway. And so I just decided I, I'm still not over it. So I gave him the same response that I got when I asked him to explain this vote to my audience, None, no response. So I gave him the same, no response, nothing. I'm, I'm just beyond this whole thing disgusts me. It's It just reeks of every corrupt angle, every dumb, stupid, you know, prioritize everything other than Americans you could possibly think of. Frankly, I'd rather I'd rather have him sell me out on some moral issue where at least I think we're at least maybe thinking this is just so dumb. I'm, I'm, I'm like personally appalled and offended at it.
3: Well, and I don't. I mean, I know this one's on Ted Cruz, but it's on every politician, quite frankly, is that whether you vote for something or vote against it. Let's have the courage to defend it. Let's have the courage to back it up. Let's have the courage to have the debate. Again, whether it's Ukraine or it's in about any other issue, what you're seeing is gutless leadership. And when you have gutless leadership, and not just gutless leadership, there's a lot of people around the country who are asking me, who's actually running the country? We know it's not Biden. Who's running the country? What's wrong?
1: What's wrong? Yeah. What's wrong with if, if it's true? Can someone ever admit when they're earnestly wrong? I would hope. Hey, man, hey, man,
3: I voted for this the
1: first time, Steve, because I really was, China was rattling sabers with Taiwan, and I was really concerned about us showing weakness. But as this has gone on now for another six months, it's pretty obvious what a frickin', you know, money pit scam this is. So I'm a hell no. No one ever does that.
3: Well, Steve, it's the same thing. Uh, The pollsters who tell the the politicians in the U.S. Senate and the the Iowa House to codify same-sex marriage into law is to say it's about winning re-election. The reason the politician never says I was wrong or I was wrong, I didn't have all the facts on that, is because the pollsters are saying never admit, while well, you're wrong. Matter of fact, I just had this conversation in New England this past week, is that I really believe regardless of the election fraud, Trump is president today if debate one is different. And part of debate one is humility that this pandemic hit us out of nowhere. I didn't make all I the right decisions. I agree with this point. Yep. And all those things. Instead of defending it, my you know, lockdown
1: uh, that saved lives and just trying And just
3: trying try, try to be yep. a bully to, to Joe Biden. I agree. Okay? The yep. thing would have been, but however, I restored this economy once, I'll restore it again. I am going to be the champion about every empty chair around that table. We will fight this thing together. We will win this together. He would be president today. Take out the election fraud, whatever you think about that. It's our responsibility of election integrity. But you also need candidates who will show once in a while a level of humility of either I was wrong or I didn't see this coming. And you know what? The American people will resonate with that because we all have that in our lives
1: i've got about a minute so now it sounds like you're on board now that they're going to end up taking both chambers because you were kind of
3: disagreeing with me about that a few weeks ago well part is that just shows the influence you have on me and it's <laughs> <laughs> the first time that he, i've seen you in two and a half weeks yeah. but yes but two is i think as i travel the com- country and some of these have been very blue states mm-hmm going you know what they they see there's no leadership going on here Mm -hmm. i think i do believe the r's win for sure the 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 u.s house what kind of leaders are you going to get there is mccarthy still going to be your leader there Mm -hmm. i do believe there's a great chance that we take back the u.s senate but now what kind of leadership are we going to get there and that's why i believe state after state after state especially the contested races so we're talking about georgia we're talking about wisconsin we're talking about pennsylvania you know get get to these places arizona Put these candidates on record because they will not be more bold once they get into office. And we know that because their constant thing once they get into office is you need me for what? You need me to win re-election. I'm tired of the talk. Let's get some action. Let's get some things done in a conservative principled manner. All right, man. Good to see you. Good to see you. Congratulations
1: on the new set. Thank you. You look good. I yeah, appreciate it. Thank you for on being here set. and congratulations for uh, helping us to christen the set being our first guest, man. Thank you. All right, so next hour, we are going to have an Ask Me Anything, right? Yeah. And you have culled through the questions. Facebook and five stars. We have some five-star review questions as well. We do. Uh, Are these snotty?
2: Mm, Challenging? There were some snotty, but I don't know if they made it.
1: The first
0: Facebook question, I can't wait to, to hear your reaction to. It can be
1: pretty snotty. The first one, S- snotty and kind of dumb. Because you know, snotty questions always go to the front of the line with me.
2: But they have to be good snotty questions. I mean,
1: I, I, I you know, I'm not the attorney general from Arkansas. I want you. I can handle a ambush. I, I, I dare you. I, in fact, I dare you to try it on me. I love it. I like it when you try to ambush me and shock me and stun me with well, snotty those questions often that, I, don't that I have come no idea. The category of five no heads up. star reviews. <laughs> All right, back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast, here with the brand spank a new set, kind of like the first day of a new era here of the Steve Dace Show, and yeah, be patient with us. We're working the kinks and the bugs out here in real time, and there haven't been too many of those, so just goes to show again how great of a job they did. Don't forget that you can let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com, Last name is D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, Mi Parlor and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Day Show on Twitter and over on Getter as well. You can also look for me on Truth Social at Real Steve Dace on Truth Social there. And get clips of the show that are free of any censorship and free to watch when you go to rumble.com/slash Steve Day Show again. That is Rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. If you're a podcast listener to the show, thank you for that. Please show your gratitude, if you wouldn't mind, by leaving us a five-star review, hitting subscribe or follow. And if you are a new five-star reviewer and you've got a question that you want considered for an upcoming Ask Me Anything, you know, like the one we're going to do here in about five minutes, embed that question into your five-star review and you'll go to the front of the line for consideration here from Todd for the next Ask Me Anything. Thing. thanks to all of you that have left us those five-star reviews already to the blaze tv crew engineering crew here uh getting a ton of hosannas and compliments uh in my various inboxes people who really like the new set so i wanted to pass those on to you guys as well uh the ask me anything brought to you by our friends over at my patriot supply when it goes down when we let's go brandon the food supply like we have let's go brandon unfortunately virtually everything else Are you prepared? Make sure you are with our friends at My Patriot Supply. Get their three month emergency food kit right now for 20% off and free shipping. 20% off and free shipping when you go to preparewithdace.com. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, even snacks and drinks, the full 2,000 plus calories a day that you need, all made right here in the USA, up to a 25 year shelf life with proper storage as well. 20% off and free shipping for this peace of mind right now when you go to preparewithdace.com that's preparewithdace.com let's get to it it's our ask me anything questions from our five star podcast reviewers Todd as well as from our Facebook followers as well by now of course you guys know the drill I've not seen any of these questions whatsoever Todd, you chose the questions and the order, correct? No shortage
2: of quality this time, no shortage of depth. Uh, I don't think you're going to be able to get through all the ones I provided.
0: Oh, uh, well, very good. All right, so let's get to it. Aaron, you're up. We will begin with five-star review questions. Griff 86 says, if you were a billionaire, how would you spend your billions in a way to spread your worldview and out the Soros and
1: Gates types? I don't think I'd have to outscheme. Um, and I, I, I think that these guys are brilliant in their particular um, uh, pursuits. That's how they've acquired their great wealth. But I don't view them as any form of stratego, mastermind, chess master. I think a lot of it is, frankly, they're just on a post. And the there are two things that I would do if I had their kind of cash. And and I would do them simultaneously. Like, I don't think, I would not prioritize one over the other. But based off of what I have seen, being involved in, I guess we'll call it politics or America's culture war full-time since 2006, working on numerous, and being a part of numerous campaigns, here's, here's the two things that I would, invest my billions into. Storytelling. And I'd buy every state legislature in America. I think storytelling is the last place left in America. Where there is the potential for mass. Persuasion. I think everything else at this point is balkanized, beyond polarized, balkanized. I think a lot of what we do at places like Blaze TV, it's very vital, but in many respects, we are replenishing supply lines to existing troops. And and, and that doesn't mean, and I don't want to understate how many of you, and these are the best emails that we get, how many of you have sent me notes about how the deployment... Of, of a biblical worldview and our faith into how we analyze and discuss things on this show has caused you to consider your own positions on such things and have caused revivals in your own families. And that's the most important persuasion there is. But in those cases, what I am doing by God's grace is I'm upselling you. Like, I don't get a lot of emails from people and maybe now who knows, maybe I'll get them now. I don't know, but I, I don't get a lot of emails from people who say, I was completely given over to the darkness, stumbled upon your show, started listening and stepped into the light. That a lot of the people that God has used us to inspire on a spiritual level were people who are already activated from a from a truth standpoint they they'd already come to the acknowledgement something ain't right here you know what I'm saying so and one plants another waters so, so uh, other places planted those seeds for you i came along god used me to water them and then god gives the increase that's what the proverb says right one plants and another waters god gives the increase but i don't get a lot from people who are like hey last year i was in wicca with my 17 cats at my trailer and I was, you know, someone turned me on to your show and you know, now I'm going to go speak at the March for life in my town. I don't get a lot of those. So I think a lot of what we do while vitally important, it is replenishing supply lines of inspiration, information, encouragement to our existing and potential troops. I think the last place left in America where you can in mass objectively persuade people is through storytelling. And, and so I would, I would absolutely be investing a lot of my money into telling stories that we are going to try to do here with nefarious. That is just one finished musical score away from being a completed film. Now, I, I think, from what I've seen, I think we made a hella movie. But we also made it for $3.5 We could have done a complete banger for $30 million. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, so, when you're operating under a salary cap, you're going to have to make choices on what you prioritize and what you do not, right? Okay? And when you see the movie, you'll see. You'll see the places where we made the choices to spend our money, and then the places where maybe we didn't, okay? So, but I think... Good storytelling is where you can see real persuasion still. The other thing I would do is just buy every state legislature. Because that's where the battleground is. Washington is gone. It is District 1. If anything, we need to salt the earth of that place. That the real battlegrounds now will be in your state legislatures. Can you get them to practice interposition? Can you... Can you get them to defend your freedoms and your constitution against all enemies, foreign, but especially these days, domestic? And that's where I would be. T- I, I don't know that I'd spend a dime, really. I don't, even if, even for pre, you know, Ukraine, Ted Cruz, um, uh, Rand Paul. I I, you know. Maybe if I thought like with Ron Johnson, they would go to the mattresses on COVID, something something specific. But in general, would I just cut like a wide, a massive check to for the, for the Republicans to win the Senate or the House? No, I would not. I wouldn't. I'd go by all the state legislatures I could and have them actually act. Not just be Republicans, but act. Because I think that's where the true... Opportunity to protect and defend our way of life largely resides. Great question, great question. Good way, good one to lead it off with, Aaron.
0: We will move on now to Train Fan o2 who asks, "Does Steve like the new truck?"
1: So, for those of you that don't know, um, my longtime Ford Edge, which I love, and actually had just gotten new tires and a bunch of stuff for, got totaled in like. A biblical level of hailstorm that we had here in Iowa in August. Like it was, you know, like I was waiting for, you know, the Nile to turn to blood. I mean, this was incredible. So it got totaled, so I had to go get a new vehicle. And I wasn't planning on getting a truck. Not that I'm opposed to it, just wasn't on my radar. And so I'm going through there is a particular car dealership here. I'll give him a plug, Granger Motors. And the service manager there is a longtime buddy of mine, Larry Jackson, and wherever he works, we just buy cars from them because that way we know that he's there to have our back if something goes bad because I'm not Mr. Fix-It guy. Um, And I went through their catalog because I hear Dave Ramsey's voice in my head every time I think of buying a new vehicle, and I don't want that... I don't want that guilt on my conscience, all right? So I'm I'm going through the uh the pre-owned or used catalog and I wasn't even thinking about this and I just saw this blue Ford Ranger man, this 2020 blue Ford Ranger that only had 17,000 miles and it was had one owner. He was a mechanic, totally tricked it out so that he could then trade it in to get like the F1 the full-sized tricked out F150 he wanted you know, with that as a trade-in, and it's got every bell and whistle and all kinds of stuff, man, and I don't know what happened, Todd. I just, this thing popped up on the menu, and all of a sudden, like, my T-level in the back of my brain said, that's that's, oh, that's what we're doing. We're doing that one. I
2: remember a couple of years ago when you said how pretty the blue Christmas lights were. You just think, think it's the blue and has nothing to do with the, the truck? Thing. I think
1: it's the same thing. <laughs> I, I, I would tell you, though, they had other blue car- cars that okay. color. They did. That, that By the way, that's not a bad guess. You do know I love I love blue. You know that, right? I did. So that's that's not a bad guess. Okay, but no, there were other blue vehicles there. There was just something about that truck, and I was just like, "Well, I, I got to get it." And so in your that's defense, the one I got. Now
2: that I am edging towards being outside of minivan land, yeah, uh, a truck is looking pretty darn good.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's a great ride, man. I got to get used to this thing with newer vehicles, though, where when it's idling, it shuts off oh really yeah for like fuel conservation mm. and stuff yeah. i guess so i always hit that that but, that setting button so it doesn't do that and just run the whole Greta time Thunberg. yeah i just that throws me off every time i'm still it's been a i've owned the vehicle now for about a month and i'm still not used to the whole shutting itself off when we're idling right it throws me off every single time after so. how long it, not very long. It's got a pretty itchy trigger finger. Hmm. So there is a button you can push. And yes, for those of you that ask, it is a four wheel drive and all that stuff. There, there is a button you can push at any point that will turn that feature off. Right. But I can't figure out how to make it that it's, a, it's the default setting. Cause that throws me off every single time. You're right. Thank you. Thank you. Greta Thunberg. Appreciate that. Yes.
0: Moving on, this next question is from me. Can you help me move a couch this weekend? Just kidding. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Vols fan converts, (laughs) another five-star review. Uh, I've been listening to Stephen Armstrong on Romans. He covers the lies humanity believes and said one of them, moralism, is brought about by paganism. Did America become moralistic based off a pagan attitude of finding freedom?
1: So let's define moralism. I think we have to do that first before we can answer this question. I think we need
2: to, it made me think we need to replay like our seven part series that we did on, on all of these. the seven deadly worldviews.
1: Yes. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, several of you guys asked me for a good Bible podcast. I recommended one that we're doing in our small group with a now deceased pastor named Stephen Armstrong. It's called verse by verse ministry. Um, he was attempting to go through the entire Bible. Didn't quite make it before he passed away. But um, I've really enjoyed, you know, going through like Genesis with him. So I rec- I'm i not gone through the other books, so I just recommended it. So several of you have been uh, doing, uh, d- looking at his stuff as well and uh, thanking me for, you know, him as a source. So that's who this Stephen Armstrong is. It's called Verse by Verse Ministry. Moralism is the idea that there is a... There is a way... Well, moralism can take two forms. And they often take both these forms simultaneously. Not one or the other. But it, it can be introduced to you on an individual basis and a societal basis similarly. It is the idea, ultimately, that God is pleased with us, or God affirms, or we atone with him through good behavior basically it can it can be used on a societal level in the way you make your laws um and and now when you reject moralism though you tend to not replace A biblical worldview, but you go the other way and say stupid stuff like, "Well, you can't, you can't legislate morality." Actually, that's the only thing you're legislating. Every piece of legislation is somebody's moral edict. Okay. Um, But our founders understood human nature was not basically good, and so they, they didn't seek to to frame moral laws. From the premise of making the people better, but an acknowledgement that the people were bad. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that, that's important because moralism can, is its own form and often from the right is its own form of utopianism. And it, and it lends itself it, it, at times you've heard me, if you're a longtime listener to the show, you've heard me discuss the differences between tradition and nostalgia. Moralism tilts towards nostalgia well, things could be like idyllic like they were in the 50s. Well, were we a more moral society in the 50s? Sure. Also, if you were, you know, a black kid named Emmett Till in the South in the 50s, they might have just killed you and lied and, you know, shipped your remains to your mom. And we, you know, made uh, Alfred Kinsey and Hugh Hefner became national celebrities during that decade. And so that, that's where we get into the fallacy of moralism. The biblical worldview says we obey God from the inside out. That because our nature has been changed, because he has revealed something to us, his law, his grace, his son, his word, that that, that causes inner change to take place so that the things we want and desire are different. And that's, that's what John Adams meant with meant when he said our Constitution is only for a moral and religious people. That, that, that he was referring to, they were in a right relationship with their creator. Moralism says that this happen, this change happens from the outside in. Jesus kind of demonstrates this when he tells a parable about a religious leader who goes to the temple. And he looks around at the riffraff there and people that he has deemed himself to be morally superior than. And he says, thank you, God, that I am not like these people. I'm better. And then he tells the tale of a man, a broken man, who goes to the temple in earnest repentance. And he beats his fists against his chest, which is a sign of repentance in the ancient world. And regret and remorse. And he says, have mercy on me, God, for I am a sinner. And he asks, which one of these two did God save? I'll give you a hint. The answer is not the one who put his faith in his self-righteousness. And I think what you're alluding to when you say that we have done this with our freedom is the idea that there is a secular or philosophical path ...to restoring our republic. There isn't. First of all, the linchpin of our entire republic... ...the linchpin of the entire American experiment... ...is God-given rights. That right there... ...there's other things, but that right there... ...more than anything else... ...is what separates... ...the American attempt... ...at liberty and self-government... ...from every, everyone in the history of the world... The rights as, come from God. Go ahead, Todd. As
2: we're seeing right now, the whole notion of rights becomes not only meaningless, but insane Correct. if you not attach it to God-given. Yes.
1: Yeah. And then ultimately, because your rights have to come from somewhere. Well, I, I I was born with them naturally. Okay. Well, someone else was born with other rights naturally. They think they might have the right to conquer you. They how think we they're know which a girl one? in a boy's yeah, body. Yeah. And, how do we hmm. know which one is wrong and how do we know which one is right? Right? Well, my rights come from the government. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. They come and they go, Hobbes. They come and they go. What is the fixed standard? What's unalienable? God. Immutable. Transcendent. Rights come from him. This idea, and, and this has long been my fear, is that we would revert to the French Revolution, vote populi, power to the people, now i think there is strength in populism i think that, that there is certainly a populist strain in the scriptures god is no respecter of persons both both the religious leaders in their fancy gowns and tassels as well as the widow with her might, both have to repent and get forgiveness from god right that there is there is neither you know slave nor free jew nor gentile male nor female not in the biological sense but in the identity sense we are all one in christ <clears throat> there is absolutely take, the very act of taking a nomadic Semite people with no homeland and gathering t- them together into into a, a witnessing nation to the world is an act of is it, is, it, is it in and of itself a populist act? There was nothing within these Semitic people indicating specialness or royalty. That was the point. That was the point of the exercise, correct. <clears throat> so there is absolutely a populist strain in the scriptures. I mean, the first thing we do is the elites gather us together and we build a tower to say, we'll make God come down to us or we'll reach up to him. So I don't think populism in and of itself is anathema to a biblical worldview. But when we turn it into a substitute for it, then it's an idol like everything else. What do we get out of the French Revolution? The reign of terror, the guillotine. And we put the goddess of reason in the cathedral instead of Christ. So I think that's probably what you're referring to. The idea that we can make people moral without a moral judge. No, you can't. I mean, I, I, I don't have authority to judge your morality. Anybody go to the church of Steve Dace, Todd Erzin? Anybody go to the church of Todd? No. No, should they? No. Would you recommend it? No. Neither would I. Well, I mean, in my case, not yours, but yeah. Um, that's what the American Revolution was. Rights come from God. We call upon divine providence, the supreme judge, governor of the universe. We put in every state constitution's preamble a recognition of almighty God. And there, there will not be a moralistic or on its own moralistic or populist solution to this. Because ultimately, what you're up against is a rival religion, the worship of a false God. You, you, you won't be able in your own flesh to out convict them, outwork or motivate them, even if you try. Because they have a level, level of religious fervor you lack. So, what's the only thing that beats a bad theology? A good one. A good one. Nothing else beats a bad theology. Bad theology versus your upright moral philosophy. Who wins? The devil. Yeah, the bad theology does every time. Yeah, every time. Before we continue on, a word about our friends over at Patriot Mobile. If you are tired of doing business with people who hate you, the bad news is there's probably no way to get around that to some degree in modern America. The good news is there is one place, though, where you can, and that's your mobile phone, the one thing we all pretty much need here in a modern society. Make the switch today to Patriot Mobile. Get pretty much the exact same coverage you get from everybody else because pretty much everybody uses the same towers. But get it from a company that shares and supports your values. If you're a veteran, first responder, let them know when you go to make the switch today. They'll give you extra savings as a way of saying, Thank you. For the rest of us, they're offering you a free activation today with the promo code Steve, my first name. When you go to patriotmobile.com/slash Steve, that's patriotmobile.com/slash Steve, or you can call them at 972 Patriot.
0: Moving on. Up next, we have JPOC77 who asks, why does the spirit of the age want the failure of the global economy if everything they are seeking to control would no longer exist? How would this benefit them in the long run?
1: So the key here is that you're asking me specifically about the spirit of the age and not earthly instruments. Looking at the clock. Okay, make sure I get this answer in at the time we have. The spirit of the age, which is the the euphemism or biblical reference that we have chosen on our show to utilize for really what we're talking about is hell, the devil. The spirit of the age hates all image bearers, all of us, regardless of your current standing with your creator, your lack thereof, your current level of faithfulness to your creator, your lack thereof. If you are the Imago day, and if you're a human being within the sound of my voice, that's you. Regardless of your custom, of your culture, of your core beliefs, the spirit of the age hates you. When it is within their agenda to give you favor, it will. But it is not because it likes you but because it is using you to advance its narrative and agenda. When you are no longer of any use to it, it'll treat you like your name was Billy Graham. It hates you. It hates us. The spirit of the age is after nihilism more than anything else. It's read the Bible too. It knows it doesn't win in the end. The goal is destruction. The spirit of the age is an agent of chaos. It understands that any form of dominion it currently has is temporary. It knows this. Its goal is the nihilistic destruction of as much of God's creations as As possible. The master plan is nothing other than destruction. Now, the earthly instruments it uses, whether it has names like Hitler, Stalin, Klaus Schwab, they, of course, write about their struggles their great resets, their brilliant machinations and dominionist plans. They're all deceived. Destructively so, but they're all deceived and being used. The only plan here is destruction. That's it. More than anything else, The ideology of hell is nihilism, darkness, destruction, seething, hatred. That's why the things it entices you into always end up being your destruction. Because that's its goal, your destruction. That's what it means to be the enemy. What does an enemy really want? of its foe. It's it's defeat, it's destruction. And if you are a human being, regardless of your current moral or spiritual standing and beliefs, you are its enemy for you bear the mark of your creator whom it hates. So they may gather in Davos ponder all forms of lint in the navel that they can acquire and accumulate. When the spirit of the age is done destroying us, it will then turn on them and destroy them too, because that's what it is, a destroyer. Buying or selling a home in any environment can be one of the more stressful things you'll ever do, but especially in these unprecedented times. Bing. Yes, indeed. Make sure you don't go in without an agent that you can trust because they have a proven, vetted, trustworthy track record. Where would you find such an agent? Well... We made the website as simple for you as possible. Head over to realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, that's realestateagentsitrust.com. There you can find an agent whose track record of success, pardon me, has been fully vetted by our team there. And that's why we've got literally thousands of agents around the country waiting to be included because we don't just automatically take people. We absolutely vet their record of success. And then once they get listed, you can rest assured that you can trust them to take you all the way to the finish. Here's how it starts. Oh, by the way, a lot of times these agents, I should mention, are part of this audience. So, you know, they share your values. That's a big thing. All right. Process is simple. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com today provides some basic info, and then our team will reach out to you to make an introduction to one of our preferred agents at realestateagentsitrust.com. Let's continue on with our Ask Me Anything. Aaron.
0: Aaron. All right, next up we have our first question from Facebook, who is provided by Michael Burton. Do you think the content, do you think your content, could be further dividing and hurting our country? To me, it seems like you mostly post about the culture war issues. I wish you would focus more on the real issues
1: hurting America. What's more real than the culture you live in? I'm asking, I don't, I don't.
2: Notice how he didn't list any.
1: Yeah. So gas prices, you don't live or raise your kids at a gas station. I mean, what, what what's more real, culture is the reality in which you live. And oh, by the way, the same people that are wrecking the price at the pump, are the same people that are castrating your sons. So, it's, it's, whether you're comfortable with this talk or not, one, I don't care, but then two, I'm actually going after the exact same people that are, you know, ruining some of the other issues you'd prefer we talked about more.
2: Here's that spirit of the age again you were just trying to tell them
1: about. Yes. In fact, if, if you're not comfortable... With this level of culture discussion, I think, frankly, you ought to question your own values. What in the world would you prioritize more other than defending and preserving the most important truths of existence? What's more important than that? Before we had an internal combustion engine, we knew what a male and a female was. We knew what a border was. We knew what a criminal was. We knew what a child was. Before Henry Ford gave us the assembly line, we knew, what a, a, we knew what a gender was. We knew what a marriage was. We knew what a child was. These are the first things of civilization. And that's why we prioritize them on this show first.
0: Moving on. Next is Jake Tesh, who says, given the times we live in... <clears throat> Is there consideration for the show to have more theological talks other than just Thursday? I would most certainly be for it if you put it up for a vote amongst us listeners.
1: It, it, is this a coincidence that these two questions got put back to back like this?
2: Uh, yeah, basically okay. it was.
1: Right. Um, the answer to your question is yes, but I would argue we've we're doing it right now. We've been incorporating that all along. That, yeah, I mean, we have a very specific Theology Thursday, but uh, as things have become more obvious, more obviously spiritually driven, and I, I go back to a conversation that Bob and I were, and a few others, were uh, blessed to have earlier this summer with Tucker Carlson at a private event, and he talked about kind of his own transition as a broadcaster from the happy-go-lucky kind of technocratic pseudo-conservatarian with the bow tie that he was on CNN and MSNBC in past years <clears throat> to the um, the hardcore hyperculture warrior that you see every night on Fox now and he said I mean I, I'm a kid that grew up in Georgetown my dad was a GOP operative all my friends we're political families, Republicans and Democrats. We trick-or-treated together when I was a kid. We uh, spring breaked together. And maybe I didn't think Medicare was a great policy and things of that nature, but I can understand why people of good conscience thought that, you know, came to these kinds of conclusions even if they weren't my own. He said, what changed the last few years we started doing things that I can't, I can't surmise any political benefit for like the Democratic congressman who was totally supportive of all forms of jab mandates. Then his daughter, perfectly healthy, came home from a night out with her friends, didn't wake up in the morning. Now he's burying her. What did he get out of that? What did he get out of his slavish devotion to that jab? Nothing, nothing. But a dead daughter. But a dead daughter. And that's where Tucker said, we're now now advocating things and doing things That even the people that are advocating them don't get a benefit out of it. And he said, at that point, I, I just have to assume that we're beyond politics now. And there's something, there's something other at work here. Something spiritual, something dark. We agree. Came to that conclusion a while ago on this show too. And, and so that's why we're more directly invoking theology into pretty much almost everything that we discuss nowadays to some degree. So
0: next we will go to Jay Howard who asks
1: Mike Hart. So for those of you that don't know, Mike Hart is one of the greatest football players in Michigan football history. He's now running backs coach at Michigan. He actually left Indiana university to come back home to Michigan to join the staff. And so this incident happened during Michigan's game in Indiana on Saturday. Uh, they broke away for a commercial because it's fox and that's, that's every what they five do. seconds that's what they they literally come back from commercial show a play and go to commercial i mean the amount of commercials fox runs live says, golf football baby it's, it's just it's obscene really yeah, it's just obscene it. okay but um the ucla administration is like we know run all those commercials we're 100 million in debt and we coming Bruins like, we coming. Actually, they are coming if you're watching their team this year, right? Kind of a throwback to Terry Donahue's UCLA Bruins, the way they're playing this year. Anyway, Mike Hart, they break for your commercial, come back. During the end of stoppage of play, there was a commotion on the Michigan sidelines. Um, He just suddenly collapsed. And Mike Hart's, what, 40? I mean, I don't know. His last year was 2007. I think he's 39. Yeah, he graduated in in 2008 from Michigan. I loved watching him play. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Fox claimed that he had had a seizure. That's what their sideline reporter said.
0: 36 years old,
1: sorry. Michigan did not confirm that. They just said it was a medical emergency. I don't know if Michigan has any further comment today. I know Jim Harbaugh had his press conference while we were on the air, but we were doing this show, so I didn't pay attention. Sudden seizure syndrome, Steve. Yes. Yeah, like he who has not had a sudden seizure cast the first stone indeed but that's what that is a reference to I mean you could really see players were very shook up um and uh I've I've just never seen anything like it during a football game maybe with Jerry Kill remember he was the coach Mm -hmm. at Minnesota and was doing a good job with that program and and had seizure issues but I also think he had a history of epilepsy that's correct there is no such history or anything I mean Mike Hart's a guy that you know he carried 300 times a year for four years at Michigan I think and he didn't fumble until his very last college game in the in a bowl game you know right you're talking about the picture of durability and mm-hmm. you know it's still in his mid30s so but and as we said in the first hour of the show um, since they lied to us about everything else with this jab is concerned anytime I see any form of anomaly now medically I'm just automatically attributing it to that poisonous jab every time until proven otherwise
0: next up. Karen Tagliaferri says, I have always believed in God and nature's God, but was raised in the Jehovah's Witness cult, so I have a fear about organized religions. Do you think it is God's will for an individual to belong to a church
1: and proclaim a certain religion? Jesus uh, absolutely calls for us to meet together corporately. The scriptures do throughout. God creates a nation One of the first things he has them do is build a tabernacle where they can come together corporately and worship him. Then when he gives that nation its own borders, one of the, he eventually has them build a temple where they can come corporately and worship him. Um, We are to corporately worship together. That is 100%. Asked for and demanded by God throughout the Scriptures, with an actual leadership
2: structure. I yes, mean, the deacons, uh, episcopal, those diaconoi, episcopoi. From, this yes, is yes. from
1: the Book of Acts. Correct. Whether we we, we can Whether go all the way back to Levite you. priests. Yeah. From, I mean, Moses. You know, the the Levite priest named after his brother Aaron. Okay, I mean. There is to be organization. God is a God of order. Now, I can understand why with your history in Jehovah's Witnesses, sure. you struggle with order. For those of you that don't know a lot about Jehovah's Witnesses, they have their own translation of the Bible. I believe it's called the New World Translation. The founder of the Jehovah's Witness cult, Charles Taze Russell, once admitted. Now, a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses, by the way, to this day, if you were to ask them, do they, do they know who that is? They will tell you they don't know. Will they be honest, or do they really they, not they, know? They really, because they, because oh, okay. w- the, what happened is the, the Watchtower Society that took over for him after he was disgraced, basically scrub tried to scrub him from a lot of their materials. Okay, so, um, but he uh, Russell was in a fraud trial and admitted under oath that he didn't know how to translate Greek or Hebrew, and that's important. Why? is what are the two dominant languages that the scriptures were written in oh, those those ones and yet somehow he found fit to author himself his own translation it, and a lot of the new world translation is exactly what is in the rest of the bible with one exception it takes John 1 there's others but this is the most notable one it takes John 1 in the beginning w- in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word be- and the word was god and the word became flesh and it changes i think to something like and the word was a god or just, it changes the wording in there somewhere to completely and totally deny the divinity of Christ. That God, that Jesus himself is not God. And Savior, as Paul pro- proclaims in the New Testament. You have to go to Kingdom Hall to study the Bible multiple times a week. Only under the, their Bible, of course. Only under their direct supervision. Now, if you go to a good church... Who was it that sent that email? I want to make sure I address her directly, Aaron. This is Karen uh, Tagliaferri. Okay, Karen. If you go to a good church, they're going to encourage you to study the Bible on your own individually. They're going to encourage you to form a small group or a life group with other like-minded believers where you study it yourselves individually. They're going to encourage that individual relationship with you and your Creator they're not going to attempt to impose a structure that gets between you and him. They're going to realize that that's not their position. So those are some automatic differences between the cult you were in and the rightly divided corporate worship. Why does God want corporate worship? Order, accountability, but encouragement. there'll be times in your life that you will feel like God is greatly at work in your life. And then there'll be be times that you don't, but you'll be encouraged seeing him greatly at work at some other point in time in other people's lives around you. So encouragement, development, inspiration, protection, relationship, relationship. So God is a relationship in and of himself. Thank you, Todd, father, son, Holy spirit. So yes, yes, when you what, what Jehovah's witnesses attempted to do because they were selling you on a lie is interpose on that relationship to say that you could not get access to that relationship without them and their special revelation just like the first cults of the gnostics in the first couple of centuries of the church All right, we'll finish up here with a lightning round after I talk about our friends at Omega XL. You've got over 300 places in your body from your neck down to your feet called joints that are crucial for flexibility and activity. But as we get older, they also become receptors and hubs for that inflammation that is likely the cause of the lingering achiness, soreness, stiffness, uh, and, and numbness that you are experiencing in your neck, your back, your knee, your hip. That's where you're looking for an all natural anti-inflammatory like the ones our friends at Omega XL make. I can't give it a better endorsement than I take this every day. I take it with me everywhere I go. Yeah, I took it to Florida with me on my trip never miss a day i swear by it it's had a great positive impact on me which is why i'd recommend that you try it as well you can buy one bottle get a second one for free right now when you go to omegaxl.com steve that's omegaxl.com steve or call them at 800-844-4888
0: Interesting question from Jerry Davis, who asks, with both Warner Brothers and Discovery and Paramount CBS up for sale, that also appears Sony wants to sell off their movie studio division as well. What chance is there one of them could be bought by The Blaze or Daily Wire or both both of them together, so at least one of the main studios is not owned and controlled by the woke globalist mob.
1: I love the idea. I don't know that we could come up with the capital to do it. And then I don't know that they would agree to do it. I mean look at <laughs> look at what Elon Musk has had to go through. <laughs> right. All right. To purchase something far less valuable than the entities that you just um, you just specifically mentioned, right? I mean, could you imagine Jeremy Boring over at Daily Wire there, Mucky Muck and our Mucky Muck Tyler Carden, announcing we are joining together to create I'm just making this up off the top of my head. We're Right Films. <laughs> and we have raised a billion dollars in capital, and uh, we're buying Paramount. Could you imagine what those entities would do to stop that kind of consortium from acquiring them? You know what I'm saying?
2: Oh, they're, they're canceling people on Twitter right now for using the wrong pronouns. Correct. So, yeah, they're not the-
1: Yeah. I mean, Twitter just finally got so tired of Peter McCullough kicking their ass that yeah. they just... they are And these people are all on their way out the door. They know that. They know that by October the 28th, these a lot of these entities will just get restored by Elon when he takes over. But that didn't stop them from canceling the arguably most decorated cardiologist and friend of the show in the history of America, Peter McCullough, right? So it's not just coming up with the capital. It's getting them to take yes for an answer, Mm -hmm. right? All right, that'll do it. First day in the new digs, man. Pretty good. Better than Hillary. Better than Hillary, and that's the standard around here. We're going to stick around and do overtime. For the rest of you, John 317. This is Steve Dace.
0: On the Blaze Radio Network.